0: All right, let's open our Bibles, please, to the book of James, James chapter 1. And we're going to begin reading in uh, verse 22. I love these verses. These are well-known. James chapter 1. And we're going to read verses 22 through 25. So let's read these together in unison. We'll read them all together. James chapter 1. Uh, 22 through 25. And shall we stand, please, for the reading of God's word? Ready. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For behold, or he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. And so I want to read this again for you, verse 23. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man that beholdeth his natural face in a glass. So we want to talk about the uh, man in the mirror tonight and look at some new interesting things of uh, a literal mirror and then the mirror of uh, the word of God and how God uses this to show us who we really are and then he wants to change us into who he made us and uh, saved us to be. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the message. We yield your spirit. Pray for power to preach and hear thy word. We pray that you'd use this to uh, stir up your people by way of remembrance. Help us to be honest with ourself and with thee about uh, the mirror, the looking glass, uh, reflection. What does this mean in our life uh, physically? What does this mean in our life spiritually? Use this to change us uh, into... More and more into the image of Christ. We pray that your spirit would do all the work, and we yield to him now, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. One of the greatest aspects of life is self perspective. How do we see ourselves? How do we think about ourselves? The Bible tells us, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So really, you are what you think. That seems like an oversimplification, but if you can think biblically, you will become your biblical self. If you can think spiritually, you will become your spiritual self. So... The spiritual perspective, the self perspective, and then this gives us self-awareness. We are aware of ourself, but the key is we want to do this with objectivity. We want to be honest with ourself when we look in the mirror, and then honest with God versus subjection. So subjection is conditional. It changes it varies and it is not absolute truth. Subjection is based on emotions, sentimentalism, uh, different situational ethics, as the world came up with that coin phrase. And it's, um, it's very selfish because it can change based on a personal agenda. Uh, I call them egomaniacs. They're all about them, and uh, they will either lie to themselves about what they see in the mirror, or they don't want to admit what they see in the mirror. So we know that a mirror is a reflection of what is really there. And so the mirror doesn't lie, if you're honest. And the mirror reveals truth. And the mirror is a reflection of reality. And mirrors are spiritual. Uh, A lot of uh, different false religions use mirrors or they're afraid of mirrors. Um, And some believe mirrors are a portal, uh, just like that black mirror of the phone, that's a portal. When you look into that black mirror, you are going into the world wide web no longer do they use that www but it's the and that web is a spider web where everything is connected and Daniel said in the last days many shall run to and fro travel will increase and knowledge will increase so now you really don't have to study that much you can just google it you know, we, we hear that all. It's so easy. Just Google it. You don't even really have to study and have mind-body integration. Just uh, push that button in the black uh, mirror. So if we're honest, you know, you look into a mirror physically. It's reflection. It shows your features, the shapes of your face, of your body, possibly different colors um, and also maybe some imperfections well not maybe Uh, I know what I see when I look in there some imperfections so you might begin to see some wrinkles furrows on your brow uh, freckles uh, things of that nature age spots and then some call them liver spots and then if you've ever looked into one of those cosmetic mirrors, uh, don't look into that thing unless you really want to know the truth. You'll see things you did not know existed, uh, hairs growing where you did not realize they were even present, and your pores will look like uh, the fruit of a grapefruit. Uh, the, the, it's unbelievable what you'll see, uh, but it's good to do that. Why? This is what I am. This is the real me. So you could, you know, paint it and stand way back, or you can get up, and you say, oh, that's the, that's the truth right there. So we have our physical body. We look into a mirror, a reflection of what we look like. And then you have your spiritual soul, which you look into the mirror of the eternal Word of God. And this is very important because they relate. So we can learn about the spiritual from the physical. We can learn about the physical from the uh, spiritual. And so a lot of people love what they see. Uh, They are egotistical. They are narcissistic. That's why it's called a vanity. And it's taken from the root word vain, which means empty and meaningless and um, a lot of people get addicted to it you know remember the, the the story of Narcissus, who fell in love with himself he he looked into this mirrored lake he fell in love with himself he loved himself so much that he starved himself to death he just kept looking my aren't you a handsome fella <laughs> my, you're a good-looking, attractive guy. And he, he just fell in love with himself. And he ended up starving to death. And that's where they get the word narcissist all about me, me, my, my, I'm. And these type of people are totally delusional. They, they see life from their own selfish ego It's all about them, and even when they do something for somebody else, it's for them. Even when they claim to be a servant, they're really serving themselves. They're not sacrificing and obeying the Bible and and uh, following biblical principles. in In a really strange way, it's all about them. So I try my best I, I decided this a long time ago I'm going to try to walk by every mirror and not look. Uh, and that's just what I now I do when I personal hygiene, things like that. you know I have a mirror in the bathroom and I look real close and try to do uh, certain things but if if there's a room and here's a mirror I'm, I, don't wanna at, I don't want to look I don't want So a uh a vain person will walk along and go, whoa, whoa and they they can't help it that they, they've got to look at themselves so the problem with that is uh they they need to go to the eye doctor cuz they don't, they're not looking seeing correctly or they are what we call full of themselves they're full of pride, lifted up uh, with themselves. So this is very important because you either have to admit what you see in that mirror and deal with it, this is the truth, or other people will get low self-esteem and say, I need to change something about my appearance so I will like more of what I look at when I look at my reflection in the mirror and this is exactly what happens spiritually because when you look into the mirror of the Word of God, you will either like what you see or you're not going to like what you see. You're either going to be under sin and conviction and guilt and shame that will cause you to turn to Christ and confess and repent, get it under the blood so that you have a clear conscience or you will be totally delusional and think there's nothing wrong with you. And so you'll look into the word of God and you will and if you're delusional and you don't if you're not a doer of the work it says and blessed in your deed, what will happen is you begin to deceive yourself like narcissists that you're something you're not, you're more attractive than you are, there are no flaws, there are no blemishes, there, you're not aging at all, nothing is changed, nothing is rearranged, you know, what it used to be here is down here, you know, how that, uh, things are kind of real, but, uh, uh, sagging, you know, the old turkey neck and the grandma arms, you know what I'm talking about, uh, it's very quiet in here. But um, it, the same thing happens spiritually. Now, there's a lot of verses that deal with this. Job 37:18. The Bible says, God spread out the heaven as a molten looking glass. When we look up into the second heaven, what we call outer space of the stars, God spread that out like a molten looking glass and when you look up there's something you ought to learn about life there's something you ought to learn about reality in first corinthians 13 12 it says now we see through a glass darkly so now before we go to heaven and received our glorified body we see but it's kind of have you ever heard of milk glass it's it's transparent but it's kind of opaque and it's kind of milky. It's kind of smoky. You really can't see clearly, but one day we will know, even as we are also known, and we will be just like Christ uh, when that, that mirror is no longer foggy. In the text, if you look into a mirror and forget who you are, You know and I've done this many times sometimes I'll ask the church shut your eyes try to imagine your face what do you look like what's the shape of your nose what is what's the shape of your face your your eyebrows your cheeks do you know what you look like because the Bible says if you look into this book right here it's a mirror and you do not let God reveal Jesus Christ to you and then your inadequacies and inefficiencies your sin And then you walk away, you're just like somebody who looked into a literal mirror and looked at your physique biologically, and then you forgot what you look like. It's it's self-deception. What would happen if, if I just looked in the mirror, I walked away, later on that day I said, huh, I have blonde hair and blue eyes, and, uh, cleft in my jaw, big old square jaw with a big old cleft in it. Uh, that's not what I look like. Uh, I look different than that. Uh, and a lot of people, they'll, they'll come to church, hear the Word, not do it. They, they will read the Word, not do it. And then what do they do? They're not blessed in their deed. They have deceived themselves that they are something they are not, And then later on in life, they don't even know the truth. They they cannot deal with reality. So then we get to this conviction. The real Word of God, the King James Bible. Thus saith the Lord, chapter and verse, God's not changing for anybody. He's the I Am, the Everlasting One. He's not changing. You either look into this book, at the ever eternal Almighty, and then you see how you need to change and what this book tells you to do, or you just say, I'm not looking in there. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to read. And and that's the real reason. So you have these aspects. That's why they don't read the Bible, because they see who they are and they don't like themselves. That's why they don't want to go to a Bible preaching church, they can't handle the truth. So what do they do? There's that mirror. There's, you know, I think about it all the time. How many people drive by here every day, going to the college, going to the airport? I don't know how many. How many people drive by they don't want to look into the mirror of the Word of God? Why? It's going to be convicting. They are not going to like what they see. Now, if you are a Honest person, though. Say, boy, this, I may not like this, but I'm going to have to face reality. I'm going to get out that cosmetic mirror and I'm going to see things that I didn't know existed. And I'm going to look into this book and I'm going to meditate on it and I'm going to hide it in my heart because I want God to change me into who He made me to be, just like His Son. Jesus Christ. I don't want to be that guy that comes to church and forgets who I, really, I am. I don't want to be the, the man that just drives by and doesn't want to face reality. So in Revelation 4-6, Revelation 15-2, the sea of glass is like crystal, a molten looking glass. Now I fully believe this. When we look up to the Second heaven. We are looking at the foundations of the third heaven where God lives. And you notice how people who are stargazers and astronomers and all these different types of people, they love constellations or whatever. Very few of them see what God wants them to see. They only see the stars for their own intellectual. Stimulation and, and intelligence and increase of knowledge. very few people fear the Lord. I, I challenge you, get out somewhere on a clear, dark, dark night, and look up and see how great God is and how small you are, and it will change your whole life. Well, you'll, you'll start thinking like, David in Psalm 8, what is man? That thou art mindful of him, and the Son of Man that thou visitest him. And when I consider the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, and you will begin to uh, be drawn to God, but you're you will be inspired, but not that. You will open up to see things and understand what you never have you know the world uses this conversely like the crystal looking glass where the witch prognosticates the future you these uh bloody mary where these kids play these wicked games of witchcraft to try to get ghosts to come um out of uh the the mirror so i know that Uh, traditional Orthodox Jews when someone passes away they'll put blankets and sheets over all the mirrors because they believe that the souls pass through these mirrors they don't want to give them this uh, portal so are we willing to be honest are we willing to look into the mirror not to be subjective you know how many people look into a mirror already with a preconceived plan to see what they want to see? Oh, I'm not that old. <laughs> they've, they've already got it in their mind. Oh, I'm pretty good. That's, I'm, I'm looking pretty good. They, are, they already have a plan of what they want to see or how they want to interpret the reflection of the mirror, which is reflection of reality, and when that happens, you're blinded. You're not really seeing who you are. You really don't know what you look like. And a lot of people, this is how they see life, how they view life, but we know the truth. The Bible tells us this book is a glass. You are looking, now notice, not only into a mirror that reflects who and what you are spiritually you are also looking at the face of Jesus Christ the eternal lord of lords and king of kings now when this happens you're going to be changed it says we shall be changed from into his image from glory to glory you're changed a little bit a little bit And that's why we always say uh, just make us a little bit more like Christ as we grow in grace to mature and grow up into Him and His knowledge. We learn these things. So the Bible tells us if you look at verse 25, it says, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So, this relates to the parable of the sower of the seed in Matthew 13, where the sower se- sows the seeds of the word of God, and the wicked, evil birds come and steal the seeds before they can germinate, grow into maturity, and produce uh, fruit that remains. It, it really relates to. How do we see ourselves when we look into the book, the eternal mirror of the Word of God? So here's what's supposed to happen. This is angular. When you look into it, right, you see the reflection of what is there, and it's supposed to come back. And then you acknowledge in truth what you see and meditate upon it, you learn what God's Word says about that situation, which is true, and then you hide it in your heart. And so it, then it begins to sink, and it hides, and you have some people, I don't want to look at that. You know, Where's everybody at? I don't want to hear that. I don't want to be told that. Nobody can tell me what to do. You know, that upset me. That stepped on my toes. That uh, hurt my feelings. Uh, When I went, uh, he had my phone number dialed in. How did he know that I needed that? I hear that all the time. That was just for me. Hey, that's between you and God. But, so some people, I don't want to hear that. The other group look into it, and they don't deal with what they see and hide it in their heart They send it back with a false perception. Oh, yeah, I like what I see. That's pretty attractive right there. And that's their way, their coping mechanism of not being objective to just say the truth is the truth is the truth. You can do nothing against the truth but for the truth. That's why it says God hates a what? proud look he hates a proud look because the look is a uh, evidence of what they really are in their soul and you know ooh, you know it's and it's always the 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 jaw oh, oh, oh yeah it's never like it's never humility and and facing the the truth. So in Psalm 39, 3, the psalmist said, While I was musing, the fire burned. When I was thinking deep about what this book says, looking into the mirror, God began to work in my heart. In Psalm 1435, three five, uh, the Bible says, I mused on the work of thy hands. So it is this deep thinking psalm 1 meditating day and night Uh, that is life-changing so what do we need objection we need the truth we don't need any sentimentalism emotionalism selfishness when we look into the mirror I, i praise the lord i don't know how god did it but when i got saved I just realized this is the truth and God's not changing for me and I have to change for God. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And God's right. God's right. And I'm not going to be offended by this book. Jesus said, blessed is he that is not offended in me. The most blessed person to whom the Lord will not impute sin is the one that is not offended by the truths of the Word of God. So if I'm reading along and I say, "Well, looky there, that's uh, well, that's a sin," I better I I better quit doing that. I better I admit it. I turn from it. I'm not gonna bow up with a proud look. I'm not doing that. No, you're not getting into that part of my life. <laughs> and I remember when I got first, God wants your music. And so I burn all my music, got rid of all my instruments, all that type of thing. Then God wants your friends. Well, I got to get repent of my friends. I'm not going to have many. I got to separate. Then God wants the, your sleeping Schedule. Well, I'm going to have to get up early to walk with God. Can't be lazy. Then God wants your work ethic. I'm going to have to build a work ethic and try and work hard and build character. And then it was, uh, God wants your money. Whoa. Hey, if God said it, it's true. I'm not going to question it. It's like the old... This old, rich guy heard a preacher preaching on giving and tithing. And he got real upset. and He said, you're telling me God wants my money? And preacher said, I'm not telling you that. God wants your money and the wallet your money's in and the bank account your money's in and the pocket your wallet's in. And God wants the clothes that your body's in. And God wants you. God just wants you. Blessed is he that's not offended in me. So, the objection. Notice, this is what I want you to learn tonight. When you look into the mirror, God will see you as you see yourself. I mean, this is, sounds pretty simple. It's very, very deep and profound and life-changing. What you see in that mirror, in this Word of God, and be honest, God will see you as you see yourself. And when God sees you as you see yourself, God's going to change your life. But if you bow up, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to see that. I don't want to talk about that. Don't talk to me about that. God's going to see you as you saw yourself. And you're not going to be changed in his image. And you're going to see it and hear it and read it. And then you're going to walk away. And about the time you get a few steps away, you don't even know what you look like. You forgot. You know, think about it right now. If we all closed our eyes, would you know what clothes you're wearing? (laughs) I know that sounds strange. Would you remember what color and design? Some people wouldn't. Uh, Some people would know right off because they have a um, self-awareness. So, I want to use the example of David, a man after God's own heart. And I want us to turn, if you would, to Psalm uh, 40. And we're going to read just the first verse. So, David is a man after God's own heart. How did he see himself, and how did God treat him according to the way David viewed his own self? So let's read the first, uh, we'll read the first four verses. Psalm 40, verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and establish my goings and he hath put a new song in my mouth even praise unto our God many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud nor such as turn aside to lies so look how David saw himself let's look at verse 2 again he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. So how did David, the king of Israel, one of the greatest men that ever lived, how did he view himself? He was in a horrible pit. He was in miry clay. Only the Lord could lift him up. And set his feet upon a solid rock of a foundation. So God treated David just like David saw himself as he viewed life, and through the Holy Scriptures, he did not see a great king or a a just man or a rich powerful man or a handsome good-looking man Uh, in the Bible says he was a ruddy fellow very uh, attractive apparently he didn't say that he said I see myself as a sinner I am in a horrible pit I am stuck in miry clay and what did God do when he saw David see himself that way he was honest and objection, uh, with objection with the reflection of truth in the mirror of the Word of God. He set his feet upon a rock. Now, you have all these people out there, they're looking at themselves, and obviously they don't think there's much wrong with them. Obviously, or they'd show up and they'd repent and God would change their life. So, they're, they're just looking in that mirror and they're thinking, no, nah, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I'm not, I've got time. Comparatively speaking, I'm pretty good looking. I'm handsome. There's I don't have many problems. I'm not that poor and needy. I'm not sick and wounded. You know, David said, as a wounded fawn was I. That's how he saw himself. I was like a wounded, helpless fawn, like the lonesome dove that has that sad sad cooing and you can hear it and because he saw that about himself God said you see the truth you see that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God you see that the wages of sin is death and the soul that sinneth it shall surely die he see he saw the truth and so what did God do Set his feet upon a rock, establish his goings, put a new song in his heart. Many would see it and turn to the Lord and praise the Lord. He was a man after God's own heart. I, I know this the best Christian in this room thinks they're the worst Christian in this room. You better hear me. The most spiritual Christian in this room thinks. They have a lot to work on in their life. They haven't arrived. They need to grow in grace. And the worst Christian in this room thinks they're pretty good. They think, ah, I'm not that bad. I don't break the law. I don't speed. I pay my taxes. I get my vehicle inspected, and I, I have legal registration, when I had turned right, the blinker comes on. I, I, I don't rob anybody. I don't, I'm, I'm a good citizen. I'm a church. I believe in Jesus. You know, I heard that this week. I'm a, I'm a Christian. I, I believe. Well, what are you doing about it? it? There's something wrong if you can look into this book and not be humbled by it to see what God says you really are. What is it? A sinner saved by grace. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. So, only God can save the lost. Now, follow me. And we're building up to soul winning, the power of God, seeing ourselves, going out, passing out tracts, preaching the gospel, getting people saved, bringing them into the house of God. Only God can do this. Some plant, some water. God giveth the increase. Now, God is the rescuer from danger. Only God can set us free. Only God can give the victory. Only God can give us riches and spiritual prosperity. Only God can protect us and provide. For our family, and only God is the great physician who can heal, but He is the giver of uh, health. He's the lily of the valley, the rose of Sharon. He has the balm of Gilead. He alone can nourish us with length of days and long life. Only God is the giver of strength and wisdom. Only God can direct our steps and show us the next step to take to do His will. Now, if a person does not see themselves as lost, you cannot get them saved. If a person does not realize how woefully undone they are, they will never see the truth. And look into this book and admit the truth and humble themselves, repent of their sin, put their faith in Christ, and be saved, and their whole life is changed. Now here's a great example. I think I preached on this a while back. In Isaiah chapter, I think it's 6, when I, I, on, in the year King Uzziah died, Isaiah had a vision, and he saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple, and the pillars of the temple shook, and there was this great smoke of the power of Almighty God and you know what? The one of the greatest men who ever lived, the prophet Isaiah. You know what he said? Woe is me. <laughs> woe, I am undone. I have unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Woe, woe, is me. He did not say, "I'm a man of God." I can uh, prophesy, God loves me, I can be used of the Lord. He didn't say that. What did he say? Woe is me. Woe, woe is me. The greatest Christian in this room is the most humble person in this room. And the most spiritual Christian in this room does not consider themselves too arrived. They need to grow in grace. Now, it's very important. Jeremiah was thrown in a pit. He was persecuted. Ebed-Melech used old rotten clothes and rag clothes and let, let down. He put it under his armpits. God used him to uh, lift him up. Jeremiah was sinking in the mire. King David was sinking in a horrible pit. Miry clay could not get out. Now, I don't know if you've ever uh, been around sticky mud. You probably have some point in your life. There's some areas that are sandy, more gravelly, more porous. The water, you know, sinks down. Uh, Not much uh, suction. Then you have basic dirt. But when you get into the miry clay and... I've been in it to where you step in it, it'll pull your shoe off. <laughs> you know, you step in it, try, and, you, and it'll go, it, 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 and, and you can pull your, and you can't even take the next step. David said, and Jeremiah, I'm in miry clay. And I'm not talking about the type clay we're in. I'm talking about the type where you're going to die. Like, not quicksand, but miry clay. I had a friend contact me. He lives up in, uh, by Glorietta, New Mexico, and he said, we got two foot of snow. It's real beautiful, but I live in miry clay. And he said, when I try to walk around my property, I can't even walk and my shoes come off my feet. And, it's just, and, and uh, that's the way we ought to see ourselves. I couldn't get out of this without a miracle of God. I was so low in that horrible pit because of my sin, and it was all my fault. I looked into this book. I realized who I was. I admitted what I saw. When I compared myself to the holy, sinless Son of God, the Almighty, who all God, all man, yet without sin, I realized, woe, woe is me. And when he saw himself that way, God said, that's what I wanted you to see. And God then lifted him up, set his feet on a solid rock, established his goings, put a new song in his heart. Many saw it and turned unto the Lord. And this is what we are longing for, praying for, revival If we would tell people, you know, and and I'm through, but I learned this, when the Apostle Paul got in trouble and he was arrested and had legal problems, he just gave his testimony. And that's what we ought to do. You can't defend yourself. They don't understand what God's done in your life. And so when you get persecuted, you just say something like this. I'm just going to tell you what happened to me. You know, when, when uh, you see something, you say, you know, you don't believe me, you just have to be there to see it, right? Well, let me tell you what happened to me. <clears throat> I was a drug addict, pothead in a rock band, and I was in this place called the Racket Club Apartments in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. It was a psilocybin mushroom party. About two in the morning, God came on me, and I don't know what happened, I can't explain it. It was an absolute miracle. I saw I was an absolute undone wicked sinner. And I went in my bedroom and I prayed for hours. I don't know how long I was in there. And uh, God saved my soul, changed my whole life. I came out preaching to everybody at the party. and I said, you're all going to hell. We need to repent. We started looking at the book of Revelation. And it's been 40 years ago. And that's what happened can't explain it that's what happened to me now I couldn't get out of it there was nothing I could do to change nobody could help me but that night I saw what I really was I saw whoa woe is me and God lifted me up and uh, he gets all the glory now how you see yourself when you look into this book will determine what God does for you and with you. That's why they're passing by. I don't want to look at that. (laughs) That shows too much. That gives an up-close view of what I really am. Uh, It hurts, but just look and admit the truth. God will change your life. Amen. All right, let's pray. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes.